Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, grace and peace, beloved of God. This is Pastor Aziza Morrison, and we are saying good morning, and God bless you. Thank you much, so much for joining us this morning for Alan Zion Travail's prayer and impartation call. You can meet us here every Tuesday and every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where brothers and sisters from around the country and abroad, we like to come together to lock arms, to pray, to seek the Lord while he may be found, and to call upon him while he is near. If this is your first time joining us this morning, I want to say welcome and praise the Lord. I pray that as this may be your first time joining us, that it will definitely not be your last time joining us. You can meet us here every Tuesday and every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. We are saying good morning and good morning to all of you, our faithful prayer partners. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thank you for waking up and being on your prayer, please, and being on your prayer assignment. I know that uh, sometimes, the, uh, the, as the Bible says, that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Amen. I know sometimes it gets hard to get up out of that bed if you are up out of the bed. Amen. But I thank God for you that you uh, persevere anyway to be where you know that God would have you to be and to do what he would have you to do. And that is to pray and to intercede on behalf of God's precious people. And prayer is such a great privilege. One of the greatest privileges of the believer is to pray, to be able to uh, stand in the gap, amen, and to intercede on behalf of God's precious people. I've told you all this before, that uh, the, prof- the prophet, the prophet, uh, speaks to people on behalf of God, but the intercessor speaks to God on behalf of the people. And so what a privilege it is that we have this morning to be able to speak on behalf of the people uh, to our almighty God. You know, prayer, as I've told you this before, prayer does not uh, change God. It, it, it doesn't change God. Prayer is a vehicle, the vehicle that God uses that allows um, his will to be fulfilled. The prayer is the vehicle that God uses uh, to um, manifest his mind in the earth realm. And so what our goal is, is to stay uh, so in tuned and so connected with God that we begin to pray the mind of God, pray the mind of God. And as we begin to pray the mind of God, we'll begin to see um, the scripture manifested on earth as it is in heaven. And this is this is the objective. This is the objective. One of the things that I know is that prayer prayer changes us. Prayer changes us. It it is impossible to walk closely with God to build a life of prayer, and to not be changed. Things begin to change in you. Your your uh, level of conviction begins to increase. Your level of sensitivity begins to increase. Your level of compassion begins to increase. Your tolerance of sin begins to decrease. There's your your level of revelation increases. Your level of discernment increases. Your level of excellence begins to increase. So many ha- things, benefits happen 
to us when we decide to pray. And so, as you all know, my prayer for you is that you're not just praying on Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, but that you have your own prayer time, that you are meeting God in prayer. Amen? Amen. I'm just giving you all time to wake up and get on here as, a, as I'm talking to you. Um, don't forget, tomorrow is fasting. We're fasting on Wednesdays. We, so we'll start tonight. We'll start tonight at 12 p.m., uh, 12 a.m., I'm sorry. Well, I always get it confused. <laughs> I always get it confused. But I think it's 12 a.m. I think it's 12, 12 a.m. We'll start at midnight. How about that? We'll start tonight at midnight. At uh, at midnight, and we will go until uh, 4 o'clock tomorrow with our liquids only. And, um, you know, sometimes I... I've asked some of my friends before. I said, "Hey, you want to fast fast with me? I'm fasting. You want to fast with me?" <laughs> and sometimes they'll say, "Well, what you fasting for? Why why do you always fast? You should only fast when God tell you to fast." And I said, "Well, what kind of <laughs> what kind of religion you got?" <laughs> because the Bible says Jesus says when you fast and when you pray. He didn't say if you fasted or if you prayed because. He 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 made it took it upon himself to assume that fasting and praying would be tenets of our lives. It would be something that that we did. Um, we we don't have to wait until God tells us to fast. That's like waiting for God to tell us to pray. Amen. We don't we don't do that. It's a spiritual muscle that we build and that we develop. And so we're fasting. We're still in our season of fasting for our families. Um, by now, the Lord should have put someone specifically on your heart and your family to believe for their salvation, to believe for their deliverance. And so uh, we are just keeping in this. Uh, perhaps you're fasting for your pa- a parent or maybe you're fasting for a sibling. Maybe you're fasting for a child, uh, one of your children. Um, maybe you're fasting for a spouse. Maybe you're fasting for one of your relatives, um, or just you're just fasting for your family, fasting for the salvation of your family in 2022. I believe um, that God is going to save families. All right? All right. So I just have a little devotional that I'm going to uh, share with you out of Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 11. We're not going to be long this morning. I'm just going to do this little um, devotion with you. I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to, I'm going to let you go. Ephesians chapter 1 and 11. I should Let's read, okay, let's start there. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. This is, now you really, if you have a Bible app, you want to highlight this. If you have your paper Bible, you want to either circle this or underline it. 
you want to circle or underline where it says, because what, what this is telling us is that God, he has predestined us according to the purpose of him. Here, this is what I want you to underline. Who worketh all things, God is doing all things after the counsel of his own will. Now, uh, let me just read 12. That we should be to the praise of the glory, to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ. I don't want to go too much further in that. Um, and just as a, a note, we don't have to go to it. You don't have to go to it. But jot this down for those of you that take notes. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says that we were created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God prepared before. We are created in good works, created in good works, created in Christ unto good works which God prepared before. Um, what, what I want to put on your mind and put on your agenda as we're coming to the close of this year, I really want you to begin, as we only have about, you know, maybe three weeks left, I think, of this year. I really want you to begin focusing your attention on connecting connecting with your purpose, connecting with your purpose. My prayer, brothers and sisters, is that as we go and we enter into this new year, that you do not enter into this new year purposeless, that you do not enter into this new year without focus, that you do not enter into this new year without direction. It's going to be important that as you as this year comes to a close and we go to a new year, it's going to be important that you know where you are going, that your life has direction. And the only way you're going to do that is if you connect with your purpose. You know, God has a purpose for your life, and he formed you uniquely to fulfill it. And whenever we talk about purpose, purpose, we're talking about the reason for existence, the reason that you exist. Your purpose is the reason that you exist. And um, so God knew before you were born, and and he knew your purpose before you were born. He knew you before you were born, and he created you uniquely to fill a purpose. So in Ephesians 2 and 10, It says that we were created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God prepared before. So you were created for good works. Write that down. I was created for good works. I was created to be productive. I was created to be a blessing to others. I was created to help others. So this is the things that you are doing. It's not about just making money. It's not just about making money. You know, sometimes we quit when we don't see the money or we quit when we don't see the help. And, you know, we quit. With, and what, I, what God had to deal with me about, you're not doing this for the money or for the numbers. You're doing this because I've assigned you to be a blessing to other people. 
Is that, is that helping somebody right there? And so when God designed you, he designed you uniquely, and you entered into this world to fulfill, with, you entered into this world with an assignment to fulfill. Now, that assignment isn't, it's not always, I want you to, to shift your paradigm. I'm not always talking about a ministry assignment. Everyone isn't called. We are all called. We are all called to be ministers, but we are not all called into the ministry. Do you understand that? And so there are things that God has, he has assigned you to fulfill and it's going to be your choice whether you discover and fulfill it. And so um, when we talk about, I'm going to give you a couple examples here, and then we're going to pray. So when we talk about fulfilling God's assignment on your life and knowing God's purpose, the first person we want to look to is Jesus. Um, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, for this purpose was the Son of God manifested in the earth, he came to, the Bible says, destroy the works of the devil. That was his purpose. For this purpose was the Son of God manifested. So you have to start asking yourself, what purpose did God have in mind for me? The Bible says in Luke chapter 19 and 10, for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. These are mission statements. These are, you understand, these are mission statements. John 10 and 10 is also a mission statement. The enemy comes but to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest to destroy the works of the devil, for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save, which is love. This is a mission statement. You need a mission statement for your life. What is your mission statement? Jesus' harvest was attached to fulfilling his God-given purpose. Your harvest in life, many of you are asking God, where's my harvest? Where's my harvest? Where's my stuff? Where's my blessing? Where's my increase? Well, your harvest is always going to be attached to your purpose. So if you're if you're having a hard time, um, and you're not seeing your harvest, I want you to go to God in prayer or speak to a spiritual advisor about identifying your purpose because your harvest, write this down, your harvest will always be uh, attached to fulfilling your God-given purpose. And for, for Jesus, uh, let, me, let me read the scripture to you. Um, I didn't write it down. I just... I just have down the, the note. Let me see. Um, for Jesus in John chapter, John, uh, John 17, let me see, John 17 and 4, uh, the Bible says, I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. So fulfilling his purpose was his primary goal in life. Let me say that again. Fulfilling his purpose was his primary goal in life. And so as we are coming to the close of this year, I want you to get it in your mind and get it in your spirit.
spirit that your primary goal is to fulfill your purpose in life, not to be distracted, not to be consumed with somebody else's purpose, not to be consumed with other people's lives, not to be consumed with other with other people are doing, but I want you to become consumed with fulfilling God's purpose in your life. John 17 and 4, again, remember, Jesus says, I have glorified you. How did, how did he glorify God? I glorified you because I finished the work that you gave me to do. This is in John 17 and 4. How do we glorify God? We glorify God when we finish the work that he gives us to do. And so each one of us comes into the world with an assignment to fulfill, and God calls you to leave a legacy for the next generation, something that they can learn from, something that they can be inspired from. And so most people, you know, die with their assignments incomplete. And it is my desire, brothers and sisters, that you not be the person that's attached to God in prayer and interceding for other people and praying for other people, but you die with your own assignment and complete. Not living up to the things that God has called you to do. And we know this, that the graveyards are full of people who never became great. They never assumed responsibility. They never done um, what they were supposed to do in life. You know, Winston Churchill said that the price of greatness is responsibility. You know, the, the, let me say that again. The price of greatness is responsibility. If we're going to be great, uh, we have to handle our responsibility seriously. My pastor was speaking of his wife a couple of weeks ago, and he said something that really stood out to me. Um, and he said, and we, anyone who knows her knows this, but when he said it, it was just like an aha moment. He said, my wife takes her responsibilities very seriously. And she does, and all of us should. We should all take the responsibility that God has given us with our purpose, with our assignment, with what he has placed in our hands to help our family. Some of you are breaking generational curses off of your family. Some of you are the first in your family. Some of you are the one that everyone in your family looks up to. Some of you, you are that one. And so the price of your greatness is responsibility. And so um, we don't want to uh, refuse to accept the responsibility. Amen? And so, um, matter of fact, it's 620. We're, we're going to pray. Maybe we'll pick We'll pick this up. I wanted to. Um, I wanted to uh, give you some examples of uh, David, but I want to let you go this morning at, at six thirty. So we're going to pray. Maybe we'll pick back. We'll wrap back around this. Um, but I want you to be in prayer, brothers and sisters, about what it is that God that your twenty twenty will not be lost on you. That that twenty twenty will not be a year where each month you're starting over, you know, and there's nothing wrong with starting over. I firmly believe that starting over beats staying stuck, but we won't have to always keep starting over if we if we stop stopping. 
We got to stop stopping. We got to be consistent and diligent and grab on to the horns of the altar. Grab on to the God's purpose for your life. Grab a hold to God's assignment for your life. Grab a hold to what it is that you know God wants you to do in this hour and don't let it go, you know, and just make the decision. Excuse me make the decision that I'm walking away from anything that does not support what God has for me. I'm walking away from any friendship, any relationship that does not support what God has given me. I want to glorify God. I want to be like Jesus. I want my testimony to say, God, I have glorified you. I have finished the work that you gave me to do. May this be your prayer. May this be your earnest prayer. May this be your heart's desire that you can say like Jesus, God, I have finished the work you gave me to do. Not what you gave somebody else to do. Not what I thought I wanted to do. Father, but I heard you clearly I heard you when you told me to do this. I heard you when you told me to build that. I heard you when you told me to start this class. I heard you when you told me to help this ministry. I heard you when you told me to be a support. I heard you when you told me. I I heard you, and I did it. And, Father, my obedience to your assignment on my life is what brings glory to you. And I pray, Father, that you are pleased with my life. Oh, won't this be our earnest plea? Won't this be our earnest prayer? As we, as we end this year strong, we're going into the next year even stronger. We're going into the next year with great clarity. We're going into this next year with no distractions. Come on, somebody. No distractions. If God don't want it for me, I don't want it for me. If God doesn't want it in my life, I don't want it in my life. You've learned enough. You know enough. You don't have to keep going back and forth and quit trying to go back and fix your past and dig into things and try to figure out the way things are. Because the longer you do that, the longer you stay in your past. I'm telling you that if you keep your eyes focused on things ahead, everything in your life is going to adjust with what you focus on. I'm focusing on what God has called me to do. I'm focusing on fulfilling God's purpose in my life, and I'm going to have to let God handle the rest. I don't have time to go to go into my past and fix myself. I don't have time for that. I got to let God deal with that, and I got to focus on what he has called me to do. It is my goal, and it is my prayer, brothers and sisters, that before this year is out, you connect with your purpose connect with your assignment so that you can glorify God so that God can get the glory out of your life, that you will assume responsibility, assume responsibility in life, and that you would destroy the works of Satan and glorify God. Come on, let's pray. Father, you are amazing, and we love you. And we give you praise, and we give you glory, and we give you honor. Father, there is none like you. Hallelujah. Our souls are rejoicing. Hallelujah. Our souls, hallelujah, are rejoicing because you are 
power of God. We thank you that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we thank that you are our God. And we bless you. Hallelujah. Our souls say yes this morning. Yea, God. Our souls say yes this morning. Hallelujah. Our souls say yes this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you for watching over us last night. Hallelujah. Thank you for watching us. Hallelujah. Lord, as we slept and as we slumbered, you were there watching over us to keep us. We give you praise. Hallelujah. We thank you because we know, Father, that it was not our alarm clock that woke us up this morning, Father, but we thank you. Hallelujah. We know, Father, that it was you. We Thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, God, for the blood that is running warm through our veins. We thank you for waking us up with a mind to want to pray, a mind to want to connect with you, a mind to want to hear from you, a mind to want to stand in the gap and pray for others. Father, we thank you that you are a good God. Hallelujah. It is your goodness that leads us to repent. It is your goodness, Father, that leads us to want to do better. It is your goodness that leads us to want to live right. It is your goodness that leads us, hallelujah, to want to live a life of honor, a life of grace, a life, Father, that is worthy of you. We bless your name, hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come asking, Lord God, for forgiveness of our sins. Father, sins of omission and sins of commission. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come asking that you would forgive us of our sins, sins, Father, that are hidden in our hearts, sins that no body knows about but you father in the name of jesus we ask god that you would forgive us of our trespasses and forgive us of our sins father the filthiness of our hearts the filthiness of our flesh father this morning we confess our sins in the name of jesus for you told us that if we would confess our sins that you would be faithful and just to forgive to forgive us of our sins so father in the name of jesus forgive us today of all uncleanliness and unrighteousness of our flesh and in our hearts father forgive us of the sin of neglect. Somebody, come on, I feel that in my spirit right there. Father, forgive us for the sin of neglect, neglecting the responsibilities that you have given us, neglecting the things that you told us to do, neglecting the things that you have told us to be. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray, God, neglecting relationships, neglecting to make it right, hallelujah, neglecting to do better. Oh, God, come on, Zion, I feel this prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray, God, that you would forgive us this morning of the sin of neglect. In the name of Jesus, Father, we confess it, God, and we ask, God, that you would forgive us and that you would have mercy. Come on, Zion and pray. God, have mercy this morning. Have mercy on our hearts, Lord. Have mercy on our lives. Have mercy on our souls, Lord. In the name of Jesus, oh, Father, this morning, Hallelujah. We come to you because it is our desire to join in with Christ who made a decision to fulfill 
fulfill your purpose in his life. Father, this morning, we want to glorify you. Father, the way Christ glorified you on the earth realm, and the only way that we can glorify you, Lord, is if we finish the thing that you put in our hands, if we finish the thing that you put in our hearts. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come against the spirit of discouragement. Father, that would discourage us, Father, from finishing strong. We come against the spirit of discouragement uh, that will discourage our hearts to make us want to change our mind. Uh, We come against the spirit of discouragement uh, that would make us think that you've not called us to do what you've called us to do. Father, in the name of Jesus, uh, I pray this morning that you would put an anchor in our souls, uh, anchor our belief in you, uh, anchor our trust in you, uh, anchor our hope in you, uh, anchor our dependence on you, God, uh, in the name of Jesus. We pray, God, in the name of Jesus, uh, that you would anchor us. Somebody say, Lord, anchor me. Come on, Zion. Lord, anchor me. Anchor me in your purpose, Lord. Come on, Zion. Lord, anchor me. Anchor me in your will, God. Lord, anchor me. Anchor me in your perfect will. Father, we don't want to be in your permissive will this morning, but we want to be in your perfect will this morning. And we ask, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would anchor me, anchor me, anchor me. Come on, Zion. Somebody say, Lord, anchor me. I hear the Lord say some of our problems is that we're not anchored. Oh, we keep changing because we're not anchored. We keep starting over because we're not anchored. We keep changing our minds because we're not anchored. But, oh, God, in the name of Jesus, I ask, Father, that you would anchor us, anchor us, anchor us. Father, I know that many of us have made a decision to stop. Many of us have made the decision to not do what you've called us to do. But, oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, God, that you would give us the grace to pick it up again. I pray, God, that you would give us the strength to pick it up again. Father, we're not embarrassed by what people will see because we know, Father, that when the day is done, we got to stand before you and give an account for our lives. And Father, now in the name of Jesus, when we stand before you, we want to hear you say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Father, we want to be faithful, Lord. We want to be faithful to you. We want to be faithful to the responsibilities that you have given us. We want to be faithful to the call. We want to be faithful to the purpose in the name of Jesus. We know, Father, the enemy desires to sift us as we, the enemy desires to cause us to change our minds. The enemy desires to cause us to turn away. But, Father, now in the name of Jesus, oh, God, we decree and declare that we'll be steadfast and unmovable. Help us to always be abounding in the work of you. For we know, Father, that our labor will not be in vain. Oh, God, we bless you this morning for changing our lives and changing our minds. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that your sons and your daughters would pick up a burden for their family. I pray, God, that they will pick up a burden 
for their community. I pray, God, that they will pick up a burden for a cause that you have planted in their heart. We don't want to pray selfish prayers and pray just for ourselves. But, Father, in the name of Jesus, we're praying for our families, for our parents, our siblings, our relatives, our co-workers, our church family. We're praying for our community. We're praying for those that are without this morning. We're praying for those that are homeless this morning. We're praying for those that are in need of jobs this morning. We're praying for those that are in abusive relationships this morning. Father, we're praying for those that are on drugs this morning. We're praying for those that are incarcerated this morning. In the name of Jesus Father, this morning we stand in the gap and we ask God that you would have mercy today. Have mercy, Jesus. Have mercy, Jesus. Have mercy, Jesus. We break the stronghold off of our cities. We break the stronghold off of our communities. We break the stronghold off of our state. We break the stronghold off of our nation. In the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that our lives will become lives of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, God, that we will become walking testaments of the power of prayer. In the name of Jesus, that prayer would not be something that we do, but prayer would be something that we are. Make our lives a house of prayer. We want to be, God, a prayer tabernacle. Make us a house of prayer. In the name of Jesus, purify us today so that we can be a house of prayer. Sanctify us today so that we can be a house a house of prayer. We want you to be glorified in our lives. We want you to be glorified in our homes. We want you to be glorified in our families. In the name of Jesus, we call on you today, Father, let our minds be stayed on you. You will keep us in perfect peace if our minds are stayed on you. So our minds are on you today, God. Our minds are on your will for our lives, Lord. Our minds are on your purpose for us today, God. We pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you will bless and prosper the work of our hands. I come against the spirit of confusion. I come against the spirit of uncertainty. I come against the spirit of doubt today. In the name of Jesus, oh, Father, let our minds, our faces be set like a flint today. In the name of you, we're not turning to the left or to the right, but we're looking to the hills from which cometh our help. Our help comes from the Lord. You have made the heavens and you have made the earth and you have made us. And so our hearts are rejoicing that our lives are in your hands. We are rejoicing that our purpose and our destiny are in our hands. I pray, God, for the spirit of conviction, that spirit of conviction, Lord, allow it to come upon us to convict us of areas in our lives that are not pleasing to you. I pray the spirit of conviction would come upon us where we are living a way that is not pleasing to you. I pray that the spirit 
spirit of conviction would come upon us when we are living contrary to your word, contrary to your purpose for our lives. I pray the spirit of conviction would rest upon us when our lives are not reflecting you, you, Father, you, the King of kings, and the Lord of lords, Father, today, as we go throughout this day, we pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that we would be sensitive to your leading, sensitive to your presence. Father, remind us that we always have an audience of one, that you're always with us and that you're leading us and you are guiding us. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. Your Holy Spirit is with us. And so we yield this morning to the direction of your Holy Spirit. We yield this morning to the leading of your Holy Spirit. We, lead, we yield this morning to the conviction of your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit of God, lead us on today. We invite you into our lives. And we ask that you would lead us, order our steps. Convict us of our sin. Convict us of things that are not like God. Allow our discernment to be increased. Allow our spirit of revelation and insight to be increased in the name of Jesus. Most of all, get the glory out of our lives. We want to bring glory to you, and we want to finish the work. Hallelujah. You told us faithful is he that has called you, and he will do it. Father, we want to have a do-it spirit. We want to do it. We don't want to just pray it. We want to do it. We don't want to just talk about it. We, don't, we want to do it. We don't want to just sing it. We want to do it. We don't want to just decree it and declare it. We want to do it. Put a do it in our spirit today in the name of Jesus. Bless us on our job. Bless us in our business. Bless us as we drive to and fro today, wherever we have to go. Bless everybody that's connected to us. Let your blessings be upon us. May your favor be upon us. May your grace be upon us. May your glory rest upon us. And we pray, Father, that the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts, we pray, Father, that they'll forever be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, you are our strength. And you are our redeemer. Let it be hard that believe it. Say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I love you all with the love of the Lord. Go back and listen to this prayer. Get this prayer in your spirit. Pull it up on the podcast. Pull it up on the website. We'll be back tonight at 9 o'clock p.m. for our Tuesday night live Bible study. I love you. Walk with Jesus. Don't forget we're fasting. We're fasting tomorrow until 4 o'clock p.m. with liquids only for those of you that can. I love you all with the love of the Lord. Walk with Jesus today. God bless you. Shalom. Bye-bye.